0: to the 27th day of the 30 days of gratitude and thankfulness. As we are getting close to the end of the 30 days, um, if you like the video, please uh, hit like and subscribe and share the video with others. Today's um, word is, what is a true friend? In chapter 27, verse five and six states, open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the cases of an enemy are deceitful. These two verses are excellent example of how a true friend who is able to openly address their friend and offer constructive feedback, rather than offering insincere acts of affection without addressing the problems, situations, or behaviors that are not healthy for that friend. We all can use a friend like that. One who will challenge us in good and bad that is considered one true friend. Only a true friend will not fear to speak the truth in your face, nor will they hide the truth. Act they will feel the emergence in addressing the situation that will help you become accountable learn from the lesson, or help you do better in many different areas of your life. A true friend will confront you when you are heading towards disasters, whether it's in a relationship, financially, in or work-related environment. If that friend truly cares about you, he or she will be moved to help you to see what is wrong so that you can fix it. In Psalms 141 verse 5 states, Let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness. And let him rebuke me, it shall be as excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it. In this verse of the Bible, David is a perfect example of humbleness and willingness to accept correction and judgment from the righteous. In the very same way, we as believers shall be able to accept correction from a godly person, leader, or pastor as long as it is with good intentions, directed by God with a purpose to rebuke or edify the person and to produce change and growth. We all can use the guidance from time to time, especially in areas that we might be struggling with. There is a quote by Spencer Johnson and it goes like this, integrity is telling myself the truth and honesty is telling the truth to other people important is for us to know the truth to be able to be confident enough to tell someone else the truth about themselves? How else can we know the truth and grow in the truth if people are not being genuinely truthful about the things that they see in us that we may not be able to perceive as hindrance or needing correction? Sometimes it takes a neutral person to come in and shake things up like, wake up, are you seeing how this is hurting you? or the relationship is not healthy and will cause you heartbreak. These are just some of the examples. Truth and accountability uh, go hand in hand. Both are needed to make corrections and without them you cannot take action to change. Stay, be that friend that speaks the truth and be reflective mirror for that person to see One needs correction in their lives and motivate them to do the work to change by holding them accountable. If there is no accountability, there is no change. Another quote that I found that speaks profoundly is this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Many people will walk in and out of your life, but only true friends will leave you footprints in your heart. The next word is titled, don't flatter me, but bless me. In verse 14 of chapter 27 state, he who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted as a curse to Him. We all enjoy receiving blessings of recognition if it's truly meaningful and if it's coming from the heart as well as with good intentions. Now this verse is speaking about flattery. Let's examine the word in depth. The word for flattery is kolakai as defined in the Vines Expository Dictionary. It means to flatter, words of flattery, adapted as a cloak of covetedness, words with flattery's uses, not simply as an effort to give pleasure, but with motives of self-interest. The key word here is that of self-interest, which flattery conceals in the background. 1 Thessalonians 2, verse four and five. But as we have approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness God his witness. verse explains Paul's good intention of why he was preaching and emphasized that he was not seeking the praises of the people, nor was he desiring a position of authority. As Godly believers, we do not need flattery to be validated as a child of God. The verse describes that the blessing was more of a curse for several reasons. One, it was done loudly, second, at an inappropriate time, and third, the motives behind it were not genuine. This behavior is causative of a person's flattery to denote that they are thinking of have already deceived you or covertly plans to. I'd rather be hurt by the truth than soothed with a lie. Being upfront and honest and transparent is best practice than pretending through far flattery as sooner or later the fakeness will become evident. Proverbs 24 verse 28 states, He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him. Seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. He who rolls a stone will have it rolled back on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it. And a flattering mouth works ruined. Flattering can be... Compliments, praises, or recognition to make the person feel as if they are really true and accept what is coming. 4 verse 23 states, Guard your heart and mind, as both are vulnerable to open spiritual doors that allows the enemy to attempt to crush your spirit. Psalms 5 9, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction. Roe is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. The next um, word is titled Iron Sharpens Iron. In verse 17 states, As iron sharpers sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. This verse is also popular in the secular worldview and used frequently. This verse is speaking about having those strong friendship interactions such as mentors or godly counsels that are needed in order for us to grow in our walk with God. How can this verse translate into relationships of friendship? First, a true friend will sharpen you into a better version of you as you will also help them to become better. A knife needs to be sharpened. For example. When a knife is dull and is not able to cut smoothly, anyone um, knows that it needs to be sharpened in order to work better. The process will require using two iron blades to smooth out the rough areas of the knife. Thus, one blade may be sharper than the other, but both will do the job of refining the knife to a smoother, sharpened surface. The same way, we need this godly friendship to help us to become sharpened in order for us to grow and be used appropriately in God's kingdom. According to the Vine's Expository Bible Dictionary, the Greek word for sharpen is oxos, which means sharp, set of a sword, of motion, and swift. The second meaning is tomos, means to cut, is used metaphorically in the comparative degree of the word of God. Page 1030 Can we become more sharpened as a believer? The first step in which we become sharpened is to getting to the Word, whether studying or attending a group study at church or studying at home. Hebrews 4.12 states, For the Word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart the word of God is like those sharpened blades that cuts deep into the soul and cuts coming out and thus removing the impurities that are hindering our growth that we become sharpened is through finding yourself a prayer group or a praying partner to keep you accountable, or a mentor to call when you need prayers. The third step in which you become sharpened is through those interactions of accountability. Every believer of Christ needs a mentor to talk to or receive counsel when they are struggling in their walk with God. Iron sharpens iron. We learn and model those who we spend time with, therefore spend time with people who will not only challenge you, but hold you accountable and apply biblical principles to your life that will help you grow. The same holds true in your work environment, your family life and secular friendships. Today's prayer, Lord, thank you for your word and the lessons of Proverbs 27 about friendship and what is a true friend and how accountability is necessary. We also learn as believers how we can be true friends to others. Lord, we can all use a genuine friend who can challenge us, motivate us, and hold us accountable, not only in our walk with you, but in our daily lives, relationship, and family life as well. A true friend is like a priceless jewel, precious, favorable, and valuable. Lord, thank you for those friends who have contributed to our growth in one way or another, who have taught us important lessons in our lives, and who have strongly held us accountable when we needed to change something about ourselves. We were more than blessed to have them in our lives. We understand that you use people to enter our lives at different seasons, some permanently and others temporarily. Part of the sharpening process as they contribute to our lives by being one of the blades who may be sharper than us to be able to sharpen us through instruction. Lord, we know that the process of being sharpened brings pain, loss, and sacrifice. We know that your word cuts deep within our souls to remove the debris, dullness, and rust. And as the sword of your word comes out, it releases all the barriers, all the strongholds and stagnation that held us back from growing. Lord, we value being honest with our word and understand that we should not use flattery with anyone will be genuine in all our dealings and interaction. Give us the discernment to detect those friendships or people who really are no good for us and who attempt to flatter us in order to deceive us. Lord, we forgive those who in the past have flattered us with wrong intentions and deceitfulness. We forgive them and set them free and ask that you bless them for their wrongdoing as well as forgive us for not using discernment to fall into the traps. We are fully accountable of our own mistakes, and we ask for your forgiveness for not knowing any better. Help us become wiser in order to protect ourselves from this type of interactions. Lord, we thank you that in each chapter of Proverbs, there are so many golden nuggets of knowledge that we can apply in our lives that will help us become more empathetic with others, speak with kindness, establish stable and genuine friendship, and overall become closer to you. Lord, our hearts are full of gratitude and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.